Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Weirdizations. Today I'm your host, Pear, and we will discuss the Skinwalker Ranch and the possible connection to the missing 411. A few days ago, I saw an update from David Politis on his Canem Missing Project YouTube channel about an update on the missing 411, and it caught my attention because it also had the Skinwalker Ranch in the title. And so I thought this would be a great opportunity to segue into the Skinwalker Ranch because in the video, he does discuss the possibility that he believes the missing 411 and Skinwalker Ranch phenomena is tied together in some way. So I'm going to discuss that in today's episode and... It's a wild ride. Let me tell you, I researching the Skinwalker Ranch to me was crazier than the missing 411, and I'm a bit skeptical when it comes to some of the information that I found regarding the Skinwalker Ranch, but I'm going to keep an open mind and an open heart and try to get through this with very little judgment. <laughs> to start off, the Skinwalker Ranch is located right in the middle of the western United States, with equal distance from the Mexican border and the Canadian border. Skinwalker Ranch, also known as Sherman Ranch, is a 500-acre ranch property located in Utah. The term Skinwalker is a term used by Native Americans from the Navajo legend of Vengeful Shaman. This property is also known for Sasquatch, UFO, and paranormal sightings since the days of the early Spanish missionaries, but I will only be talking about UFO, paranormal, and skinwalker sightings. I don't know much about the Sasquatch sightings. I didn't look into that. I mean, it's Utah. What else is there to say? The reason why this ranch is referred to as the Skinwalker Ranch is because of the tensions between the Navajo and Ute tribes. According to historian Sandra Jones, the Navajo kept Utah slaves and because of a territorial dispute, the Navajo cursed the land and unleashed skinwalkers on the ranch. So from what I found, the Navajo were very vengeful and aggressive towards the Utah tribes. Because of this, because of the dispute, this is the beginning of the Skinwalkers in Utah. The location of the Skinwalker Ranch is exactly where the dispute happened, according to historical records. The ranch has been owned by four families since 1934 with the most recent owner buying the property in 2016. The most recent owner is a real estate developer. All of the families involved claimed they have witnessed some form of paranormal encounter, with Robert Bigelow being the most prominent figure throughout this story. Robert owned the property from 1996 to 2016 and has been a part of and has seen government involvement and harassment by what he claims to be extraterrestrial creatures. The problem is Robert was in charge of the NIDS, 
who according to a New York Times report, his company is allegedly connected to a Pentagon program in which is known for investigating reports of unidentified flying objects. So this to people is a big red flag and they believe that he is also part of either covering up the Skinwalker Ranch or he is a part of the biggest hoax of all of America. Before him, there really wasn't many sightings in that area. Robert Bigelow is the person who grew the Skinwalker Ranch to what we know it as today. He's the reason why there are so many documentaries, stories, podcasts told about the Skinwalker Ranch. Because he has his own team investigating, people are a bit weary about the claims that he made and why there isn't any evidence for the Skinwalker Ranch. According to witnesses, they've experienced more than a hundred incidents of flaring objects or light orbs in the sky appearing and disappearing with the pattern of then finding one of their cows mutilated. So in history, alien sightings often accompany cattle mutilations, and this is because of what I believe to be the size of the cow. It's mostly you see full-grown adult cow. I believe this is also comparable to many veterinarians or funeral directors who dissect and study the human body or the animal body to get information and research and experience from these beings and because of the size of the cow a lot of the organs that are within the cow are just as big as the organs from the body per se. And I think the size of the animal also matters because then they can conduct wider and bigger research and experiments. The owners of the ranch throughout the years also claim they've seen wolf-like creatures with glowing red eyes stalking their livestock who were unharmed when struck by bullets. The Shermans, one of the ranch families, claimed the wolf or coyote smelled of rotting flesh and was very foul and unforgettable. This correlates directly to folklore or legends of skinwalkers and their appearance, smell, and behavior, stalking their prey, making yipping noises, kind of appearing in a dog or wolf-like stature and smelling of decaying flesh. The families of the ranch would experience nights where strange occurrences would happen, including an unnatural break in the magnetic field, flying bright objects in the sky, and intense loud growling in the nearby woods. In the morning, they would wake up to their animals incinerated and dismembered, including their dogs and their cattle. I tried digging 
more into this and I tried finding more information on this because if something like this happens to me, for example, I would definitely try to get a picture and I would definitely try to get that all over my local newspaper. I would try to have some proof or evidence and I could not find any, which is why it's very difficult for me to believe a lot of these reports. There's also throughout the story many excuses as to why there isn't any solid evidence for the public. A lot of the times people are left to travel to Utah to see this themselves and to do research themselves. I've also looked at some videos on YouTube of people going and staying overnight at the Skinwalker Ranch and them not finding anything, but also to be fair, the new owner claims that he did not see anything within the first six months, so this may not exactly be a reoccurring phenomenon every single night. This may be something that happens sporadic or over a period of time that makes it difficult for someone to see within a three-day vacation. I'd also just like to say that the first family doesn't have any witness or evidence to anything. In 1934, they bought the property but they did not stay at the property and I couldn't find whether or not it was because they've experienced paranormal encounters or if it was just because it was a property they wanted to keep livestock on but did not want to stay on because they had another property or location. They don't have any stories themselves but there are stories dating back over a hundred years before the family of 1934 established a ranch, which I believe is also important to note because they really, I don't think that in general should discourage the validity of the story because they didn't stay there to begin with. Now, when it says an unnatural break in the magnetic field. I could not find for the life of me what that meant, but I kept hearing the term magnetic field break unnatural. And I hypothesize that this possibly means that some they saw something that was not scientifically accurate maybe or something that they can't really explain themselves. I would just like to clarify that. If someone incinerated or dismembered my dog or dogs, in this case multiple dogs and cattle, I would put up cameras. I would do everything that I could to protect or find out what is happening and I would either move my animals because I don't want to continue putting innocent lives at risk like that or I would simply just resort to higher security. The owners of the ranch all had issues with their cattle 
dying and so for this for them this was a big loss financially and for them to continue to put cattle and animals in general in this position is really that's a bit of a red flag to me I just I I don't know I don't quite understand and I know for a while the previous owner before the owner who bought the ranch in 2016 was trying to sell the ranch for years and years but no one wanted to buy it so I know he was trying his hardest but the loss that he had over the years that he was there which is from 1996 to 2016 which is 20 years that is a lot of financial loss and that is a lot of harassment by these extraterrestrials it's just crazy to me that he stayed that long i don't know i don't know i wouldn't want to stay that long i would have found another property to move to and maybe kept this property for tourist sites or maybe i don't know turn it into a camping site for rvs you know capitalize off of that but for him to stay there, I don't know, let me know. Would you stay there for 20 years if you were constantly having this this issue of skinwalkers and extraterrestrials in your backyard dismembering and incinerating your animals? No, I wouldn't personally. A pattern in these cattle mutilations include the precision and accuracy of a hollowed out corpse in which an animal such as a wolf or coyote would not have. In one instance, the owners found a deceased cow with nothing but a hole in the center of the cow's left eye with no traces of blood. Now, I looked into this and I saw some pictures and the precision is insane. You have just the skin peeled off of the stomach of some of these cattle with no blood, no internal organs exposed this being who did this had medical experience and you can definitely tell this an animal could not have done that when an animal attacks they attack another animal with the intentions of eating it they get blood everywhere on their face in their eyes in their fur and if this were the case, you know, most of the time you would see footprints with blood, but there was no blood whatsoever. And the cows that were mutilated have different, have different mutilations throughout their body. So it's not just a pattern of their stomach skin was scraped off or they had a hole in their eye. This could also include their head is completely missing with no blood or some of their organs were missing with no blood and there were no signs of another animal eating this corpse which is also something to consider because when an animal dies after a few hours naturally they start to decay and naturally they start to smell and so this would attract 
coyotes and wolves you would think so they would eat it or vultures would eat it and pick off the flesh but they don't so that leaves the question as to how quick was this and i wish that someone would have sent one of these cows for a biopsy from a veterinarian to see when it died how it died if there was anything in its system if it ate anything weird what was in its stomach last you know like what kind of work was done on the skin something you know because you can't you have to kill a cow before skinning it you can't a cow is not going to let you cut into its flesh alive but if there's no blood or other wounds then how would it die if it didn't bleed out that's something that blows my mind and that's something that i believe because i've seen that with my own eyes and i've there is a lot of evidence done but there's not enough research to suggest and i wish that there was a biopsy on this cow that was done but no one at least from my knowledge has done that and maybe it's because the government takes away the cow or maybe the way they dispose of the cow prevents that i'm not sure how cattle laws work so i'm not sure if there's a protocol that you have to follow after cows die but i don't know i don't know if those were my animals i would want to know that would kill me and to me it looks like this this rancher this owner with the cattle treats them very I don't know, to me, he just seemed kind of like a neglectful rancher. And there are reports stating otherwise from people in their podcasts. I see them praising the owner. And I see them talking about this owner's dedication and hard work. But when you leave so many... When you leave so many holes and gaps in a story like that, it really makes me question the validity of what you tell me. And I would have just done that differently. I don't know if I'm wrong. I don't know if this is a stretch. I don't know if he couldn't have done that. I don't know if that was an option, but this is just me coming up with ideas if I were in this position. According to David Politis, the investigator of the missing 411. A close, reliable source to him, a Navy physicist, has a reason to believe this location is a centralized receiving deportation site for people and craft not understood to human civilization. Those are his exact words. I found this really interesting because I do believe that a Navy physicist with a lot of credibility, with a lot of experience in physics, who has researched this area, I do believe that this is reliable and I do believe that his theory or belief has a lot of truth to it. 
because if we go back, the ranch is located right smack in the middle between the Mexican and Canadian border. And that that's a bit strange. You know, the the location is enough to raise eyebrows, you know? So along with David Politis's video, he goes on to explain that soil tests done in Skinwalker Ranch have found the materials to make an airplane, as well as enough moisture within the soil to create an abundance of electricity as the ranch is right next to a large salt lake. Automatically, my mind goes to a spacecraft with the materials to make an airplane. I don't know... I don't know the materials that you would need in order to make an airplane, and I don't know if that's something that you can commonly find in soil. I also don't know if David Politis meant that this is remnants of a spacecraft or an airplane, or if these were just natural elements that were found within this area, which does make sense because it is a ranch, right? You have lots of natural minerals, materials in the soil for food, harvesting, cattle, livestock, wildlife. This does make sense. So it's a very rich area for life, which also explains why maybe extraterrestrial life would pick this location because all of the elements that they needed were readily available for them to use. According to the government who researched for many many years, they claim they have difficulty obtaining evidence consistent with scientific publication which means that they have a hard time scientifically explaining what goes on within the ranch. The new owner of the ranch, who goes by the name Brandon Fugel, is currently setting out this year to try to get a hold of government files pertaining to Skinwalker Ranch. In the beginning of this investigation, uh, with Robert Bigelow being the owner of the ranch. When the previous owner, Robert, was involved, he claims the government had sent out researchers for several years gaining samples and evidence of extraterrestrial activity, which, again, I am not sure if it's... I'm not sure if it's a different group from the government or if this is the Bigelow company that he owned that was researching. That's a bit, you know, that could be a bit sketch. Having your own company, it saves money and time, yes, but also they have the capability to cover things up and if they're the ones working with the government, you know that you can't really trust the government in situations like this. They love hiding things. They love sweeping things under the rug. 
you never know what to expect when it comes to the government, so the fact that the previous owner may have been working closely with the government is really questionable, and the new owner supposedly doesn't, this Brandon Fugel, but I'm not actually sure. I don't know if he even lives there, but I know that he owns the property and he's in real estate. And he he's responsible for many of the new documentaries and series coming out on the Skinwalker Ranch, um, on the History Channel, actually. And I found that quite often they do a lot of UFO live stream watches where overnight they'll have a live stream going on to try to find UFOs. So the previous owner claims the government had sent out researchers for several years gaining samples and evidence of extraterrestrial activity. For the government to entertain this story for several years is what helps give this experience validity and raises more red flags in terms of government involvement and how they choose to keep quiet on their findings. But again, if this is the Bigelow company that's working with the government, then that raises extra red flags and it could either be orchestrated by Robert and it could be a hoax or there's something deeper going on that we're not understanding. So the company that was sent out the National Institute for Discovery Science, or the NIDS, claims their equipment would malfunction or data would be lost when capturing these paranormal moments, which I find very convenient. Always in scary paranormal horror movies, if you want evidence, it won't work because then they'll just mess with the equipment. I find that very, very, very convenient. And that, to me, is a red flag. It raises, it raises my curiosity a bit at the NIDS. They claim there were also cases of electronic equipment being destroyed by having their equipment shattered or mangled or having wires cut or shredded. And, again, I didn't see any pictures or evidence of this, of how the wires were shown or how the electronics were tampered with. I I don't know if it's the work of an animal, of field mice possibly chewing wires, or if someone sabotaged it. I don't know, and I don't hear a lot about possible outside influences of people going to the ranch and sabotaging the research or cases in any way to fit a narrative. I don't hear any human influence and I feel to rule out that possibility is also a bit of a red flag and I think we should keep an open mind, yes. But also, a lot of this is too good to be true. To have this be the most popular 
paranormal site in the entirety of the United States is insane. This is the most studied research paranormal location. And that's that's crazy. So to have all of this stuff happen and then have it all conveniently not be explained, have it all conveniently wiped away, no evidence or very little evidence at that, and to leave it all to just eyewitness is really, it's, it raises some, some questions. I think another way you could also look at it is, it's more appealing that only actual first hand eyewitnesses see these things happen i think that's more appealing so if this was something that they tried to make into this large hoax and they wanted to go ahead and make this a landmark location that would be perfect because a lot of the things that I'm seeing contradict one another and we'll get into that when we talk more about David Politis and his involvement in Skinwalker Ranch. According to one NITS consultant, a retired army intelligence officer named John Alexander once said in an interview that he believes a precognitive sentient intelligence was involved with the malfunctioning of equipment and was aware of how and why these electronics were used, which also makes sense because it's very, very convenient to have a being go ahead and destroy this evidence to destroy this equipment. I just... It's, it's quite embarrassing on the NIDS's fault, and I think that there should be another research group because they've been doing it for so long and have nothing. I think that they should switch out to another group because it's unacceptable at this point. But again, in the live streams, you don't see anything. There are very little UFO sightings that actually have some meat on the bones to to support the idea of unidentified flying objects or extraterrestrial life. And his exact words were, and I quote, precognitive sentient intelligence, which in other words, <laughs> what I think he's saying extraterrestrial, I think they all believe that it's extraterrestrial, which makes sense. To me, it that makes sense, in my opinion. David Politis, the investigator of the missing 411 cases, claims he doesn't believe the government knows, understands, or is in control of what goes on within the ranch. And this, to me, is a bit contradictory because then in some videos, in some research, you see that he claims that the government is involved, that the government is hiding up, hiding. He claims the government's hiding information 
that they don't want to investigate a lot of these paranormal sites because they are involved, again, with the gray alien treaty theory that we read last episode, uh, episode one, the missing 411. In the missing 411, he claims that he believes the government is in on the disappearances in the national forest areas, and for him to openly state that the missing 411 cases and Skinwalker Ranch are tied together in some way is not only confusing, but quite contradictory. I tried doing some more research, I tried watching some more of his videos about why he believes this, but I really could not get much information or evidence that states his belief or the people around him who pointed this out. I tried looking for disappearances around Skinwalker Ranch and none of them caught my eye. I know that it could also simply just be because both of them deal with extraterrestrials in such a a high quantity case with so much theories, evidence, research. It's it's a bit weird to me that these two might be in cahoots. The missing 411 in Skinwalker Ranch simply because and although they are generally very close to one another in terms of location uh you know utah from a national park utah a ranch is quite flat you know there are wooded areas it's more rural there in a national park you get lots of animals you get lots of hikers bears bigfoot you know you have cryptids out the wazoo in these national forests i'm just personally not seeing the correlation i'm not understanding my brain is not computing this possible connection it's just it's a bit it puzzles me it very much so puzzles me Politis also found through his research of the missing 411 a new theory he calls the tic tac theory where pinpointed locations in the middle of a country, state, region, or ocean are found to resemble very similar storylines to that of Skinwalker Ranch. Now, I just want to come out with a disclaimer that no, he did not come up with this theory. Um, there are researchers before him. He wasn't involved with the Skinwalker case until around the beginning of 2020 i believe possibly 2019 i know there are videos that he made at skinwalker ranch just opening mail and reacting but he he never really goes on into detail about what happens there he gives piece by piece, bit by bit, but he never actually sits down and explains 
so at least in his videos he might at conventions he might be asked he might you know be with people who associate themselves with the skinwalker ranch but in his own personal videos on youtube he doesn't explain that so this theory the tic tac theory makes a lot of sense to me if you have a pinpointed location that is really rich with minerals and is close to a body of water can make lots of electricity can you know it has elements it has animals and it's rural and quiet and you have lots of space i feel like that would be a very great location to be at so according to the United States map of the cave systems, Utah is relatively unaffected, but if you look at the map, you see that the surrounding states are actually quite polluted with these missing person with these missing persons cases that line up directly with the cave systems. Personally, I believe in the cave system theory. I think that there is a lot of questions that we could be researching or finding out about in terms of the cave systems. I think that the missing persons reports are not a coincidence when they come in such large clusters like that on a map when you put it in perspective it really draws out how crazy and mind-boggling it can be and i don't think that it's a coincidence and i think that that theory overrules most of the theories and again um just like in how the last episode we spoke about how these cave systems are also near major highways in the United States and these major highways also connect to some of the largest military bases in the United States that also to me doesn't really seem like a coincidence and I think that should be something that people should be focusing more on and I haven't really seen a lot of people talk about how unaffected Utah is by these missing persons cases and if you look at the map you can see that the east coast looks more affected but it's just because the states are smaller on the east coast so everything's more clustered together but how big the states are in the west coast and how they all circle Utah, the state of Utah, and every single other state around it has missing has missing persons cases in such large clusters, that is something. That is something in my opinion, and I don't see a lot of people talking about that, so I just want to bring that to light, and I hope people research that more, and it's very curious, and if you still haven't seen these, these maps you can look it up on google there's a picture and um 
it's a screenshot of a tweet from Twitter and it says something like these are the largest cave systems in America and then they have different colored dots in clusters of missing persons cases that are reported because there are tons and tons and tons that are not reported or that are slowly being found out every single day because the government decides that they don't want to keep a list of these people going missing so that's also something it's i don't know i don't know anymore if the government is involved if they're not involved i can't tell because everything's conflicting each other i just don't know anymore several people have apparently reached out to david politis who have been a part of or who are associated with the skinwalker ranch and they claim that there are allegedly ties between the two again david politis doesn't really go into detail about why he goes into detail about the skinwalker ranch and how um the people who told him are reliable sources which i do believe but i wish he would go into more detail as to why they believe this many of the theories in which include government involvement in the missing 411 research are brought into question this week david politis created a video stating they both are connected in some way but no real evidence or proof suggests that they are or aren't digging deeper into skinwalker ranch i found similarities between the government involvement it seems in both instances, the government goes through several investigations silently to not raise suspicion, but refuses any help for the family and refuses to entertain the idea of releasing research and data found from their investigations. Which, as you know, in The Missing 411, uh, David Pilatus reached out on the phone and recorded this conversation and asked for a list of missing persons in national forest areas and they refused and said in order to create a list they David Politis would need to pay 1.4 million dollars in order to compile a list that big but personally I believe that they have the list I just feel like they don't want to release it And, you know, the convenience of these government researchers, mind you, going out to this location and having their equipment be destroyed is also very questionable. I don't believe that for one bit, and here's why. If you are government researchers sent out by the government you have backup cameras backup equipment you have different memory cards you have different sources to upload information as you get it so just in case your equipment is compromised or in any way destroyed you would have this information still for this to continue to happen, for the wires to continuously be broken, chewed, or destroyed in this manner, and to not take precautions against that is also questionable. So I definitely believe that the government does know something in some way, 
but here you have David Politis stating that the, he believes the government isn't aware or educated on what happens in Skinwalker Ranch, but that they're aware of the missing 411 cases, and somehow those two are connected. So, that's just, that is a hole in the story, in my opinion, and I think from what I've researched, I think they're aware. I think they're aware at some capacity. So, in the missing 411 cases, a theory suggests extraterrestrial life may be abducting and studying weaker individuals in national forests and releasing them after studying dead or alive. In the Skinwalker Ranch investigation, cows are being mutilated in very high quantities, very, very high quantities, after these flying orb sightings. This ties in with the idea that both cases have extraterrestrial life studying and examining life for purpose of education, which, you know, you would do if you were a doctor or if you were to work on bodies for a living as a funeral director, or if you were a veterinarian studying animals to save life or to study the body and to get more educated on the anatomy of a being. Because David Politis claims he doesn't believe the government is well aware of what is happening, the theory of government involvement supporting the Great Alien Treaty comes under question. Although what the government shows us is only the surface, out of all of the theories, David supports the extraterrestrial life theories and openly speaks on panels and in his videos about this concept. So David Politis goes hard for these extraterrestrial alien theories. Um, he supports them. I'm not sure he has a book on aliens, but I know that he has a book on Bigfoot. So this is kind of right up his alley, but also contradicting himself. So it just, I, I went hard for him last episode. I believed every single word he said, but now having a part two questioning the missing 411, it really, to me, personally, makes me, it, these contradictions in my mind disprove a lot of the theories and evidence that he puts on the plate, and I know he's been working on this for a long time, and I do believe that there is something with the missing 411, and I do believe that this is something that all correlates. I don't believe that that is a coincidence whatsoever, but I think he's steering off of the wrong track when he makes the claims that the Skinwalker Rancher is tied to the missing 411 without proper evidence. That's just my take on that. So that is all I have for you today. 
let me know what you think about this case. Let me know if you believe the missing 411. Let me know if you believe David Politis. Let me know if you believe the Skinwalker Ranch. I'm curious. I'm curious to see what people are saying because you either have people who completely don't believe in anything paranormal at all or you have people who are ride or die for paranormal but this just the skinwalker ranch seems too good to be true if this is true this is the greatest evidence ever to have skinwalkers extraterrestrials government conspiracy all in one that's big. That's really big. That's a huge discovery and that, that means something. But until I actually start to see evidence within all of these new history channel shows with more credibility by the people who tell the stories, I am going to remain skeptical about the Skinwalker Ranch. And that is my conclusion. So let me know what you think. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We're here every single Monday to deliver you a new case on cryptid, paranormal, true crime story. And I hope everyone has a lovely, lovely week. Creepy cute, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Thank you for listening.